All right, hello and welcome to Gaming Fixes, um, first episode of our exploration of the the Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, I'm your host for today, uh, Pat. Joining me uh, is the regular Fix co-host, Andre Cole. Uh, I'm here to set the record straight on uh, what happens to uh, the organization 13 members. (laughs) All of them. And uh, joining us, beloved friend of the show and Kingdom Hearts superfan, Chris Edgerton. I am here to talk about uh, how Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is the sequel that, that is both the best and the worst Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, one of those things is definitely the case. Actually, I don't even know if that's... It's one of those things not, is... It's not 358 over 2. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and it, I assume Coded is pretty bad, too. And that, too. And three Chain of Memories has Marluxia, so it is the best. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, this kind of... The concept of, of what's going on with this uh, set of shows kind of has morphed because originally my thinking was like, oh, I'll play one Kingdom Hearts game and then we'll meet and talk about it. Uh, the problem is that uh, I've played like almost all of them at this point. The only one yeah. I'm missing uh, is um, Dream Drop Distance and then I can go into uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Um so uh, I actually have progressed pretty far in the series, but uh, the thought I haven't played Union Cross. <laughs> actually, I have it installed. I started it, and then I was like, "Hmm, I should probably play through at least up through Dream Drop before I keep playing this, just in case there's anything uh, in there." It's not until chapter seven hundred or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I, Natalie Watson of Waypoint was talking about setting up a, a Union Cross. Uh, like whatever the equivalent of the guild is. Yeah, so I, I, need to, guilds or I need to something. get in on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we were thinking we would, I was thinking we would probably start by talking about um, sort of the first disc, I guess that I, in the okay. way that I'm experiencing it by kind of talking about the original kingdom hearts, chain of memories and um, three fifty eight over two days. That's a little out of the, the, release order because um obviously king hearts 2 came out before 358 mm-hmm. um so it's a little weird order wise but i think that's cleaner than trying to do some mix of the other ones and i think the biggest points of conversation are going to be probably the the primary like anchors of each of those collections so trying to cram one and two into the same show mainline games yeah yeah but but i mean the, they're the they're the meatiest well and actually the 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 first the second one is going to be a lot because there's Birth by Sleep in there, which is a uh-huh. lot, a whole lot. But, uh, um, yeah, so I figured we could kind of talk through some of the stuff uh, that I was kind of thinking as I was going through each of these games. Talk a little bit about how they've aged, maybe, um, and uh, then sort of talk a little bit about, like, how the story is evolving. I don't have, like, a clear... It's not really... The idea isn't really to do, like, a spoiler cast for these games that are super old, and it's not necessarily just to explain the story, because other Mm -hmm. shows have done that. Um, But kind of more just to sort of do a little bit of a retrospective kind of critique of of each of these games. Um, So, I guess the first thing that's probably worthwhile is for both of you to kind of give a bit of a, like, a brief background on what you... Like, how you've 
enjoyed the series, what your history with it is, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I'll go first, I guess. We talked about this a little when uh, Chris and I mm. did the mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3 spoiler cast, but I played the first one. Like, the first one was one of those games where, like, I saw it at, like, the rental store, and I was like, Disney characters, I'm too cool for that now, at, like, you know, 10 years old or whatever it was. But then all my friends were talking about how cool it was at, like, lunch table, and I was like, what? Okay, okay, I guess I'm going to pick up Kingdom Hearts. And then I ended up really liking it. But I got stuck at, like, the Riku fight, like, way late in the game. <laughs> uh, because apparently that game wants you to parry at that point. And uh, I did not learn how to do that. So I was stuck forever. Eventually I bought the game and then beat it and all that stuff. Kingdom Hearts 2 was the first game I could think of where I was like, I need this game. And was like going to the game store every day. Like, do you have a copy in yet? Because they were sold out. And I played Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance. God, I got real far, like almost to the end. But then I just got stuck on a fight. Uh, so, like, I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is probably my favorite in the series uh, up to this point. And, you know, I, I played Birth by Sleep, and I watched cutscenes for pretty much everything else except Recoded, because Recoded doesn't matter. We'll talk about that probably not tonight, eventually. <laughs> they all matter. Yeah, so I I've been a fan of the games and their storytelling but also i didn't play like birth by sleep when it came out or 358 over two because i didn't have like a psp or a uh ds at the time or 3ds was it 3ds i don't even remember i didn't play yeah i didn't play i didn't play 358 over two or dream drop distance so yeah Cool. Uh, so for my part, um, I, I've talked about this a, a, a little bit before. I like fell in love with RPGs because of Final Fantasy X, and then um, about like a it was like a year or so, like a year and a half or so later, probably that uh, Kingdom Hearts came out. That like maybe, ma- yeah. maybe? I okay. It's like we'll two thousand two, just... I think, something like that. So yeah. around then, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I, my cousin was actually the one who, like, got into Kingdom Hearts, and when he bought it, like, I, I guess wh- whoever was at the GameStop or the mall or whatever, uh, upsold him on the strategy guide, so he had that. So often, like, he would sit there, and, like, I would, like, read the, the strategy guide. So, like, by the time I actually got my hands on Kingdom Hearts 1, I had known like all of the boss fight tricks and like all the stuff to do and like all Uh that sort of stuff. Um, and then like got kingdom hearts two when it came out and played that. And then, uh, much like Andre didn't have any of the portable systems. And then, so waited for the collections to come out and then bought each of those. And then, like sort of fell in in love with the game in a different way when the speedrunning community kind of took it over when those collections become become popular and they become good speed games because the loading times are gone and uh yeah it's that's i the mm, uh i the first time i've ever considered the idea of like maybe i would learn to speedrun this was is probably like either uh 
I probably would be birth by sleep would be the one that I would learn to, to speed run. But yeah, that, because that, that one also has so many different categories because you can, you can break up each individual yeah. character too. And it's interesting because you'd have to really get into the nuances between the different characters and how they behave, I would imagine, uh, to, yeah. to be able to like get the best run. Um, but yeah, I, for my part, it's a weird thing because I will probably, I mean, I still remember it now. I'll never forget the first time that I, like heard about what kingdom hearts was. I have like very photographic memory of certain weird, obscure moments. And um, so like I, I was, I played final fantasy seven. That was the first um, final fantasy that I owned and played through. I had played through some of the, the SNES ones at a friend's house, but I, I, it was never like holding the controller and it was never, it wasn't like we were playing it together so much as, I'd go hang out and, you know, my friend would play it, uh, and I would sort of watch. So Final Fantasy VII was the first one where I really had hands on the controller and was kind of playing it. And, um, I remember, uh, I, I read, uh, GamePro, which was a magazine that most people probably won't even remember at this point, but it did exist. Uh, and, um, we were, I was sitting, I was walking around the grocery store with my mom. Um, reading GamePro, I had to have been like 10 years old, maybe something like that. Uh, a little bit older maybe, but, uh, I, I was, and I was, I, I saw this like blurb in there that like they were bringing this weird crossover of Disney and Final Fantasy characters. And I remember being like super, super, super excited about the idea, really pumped. I wanted to play it as soon as it came out. Um, but we didn't have a PlayStation at that point. Um, like we had only, we had Nintendo, we had N64, we had a PC. I played Final Fantasy VII on the PC, uh, as weird as that is. Um, yeah, I didn't ever actually realize that that was a PC game, like when it came out. I yeah. Like that it was so, so it, weird for me to find out. Sorry, so sorry to like. No, no, there. I don't think it came out at the same time as the PlayStation release, but it was like pretty shortly after, I think. Mm-hmm. It yeah, may have that been that pretty common for them to do. Yeah, it may have been that it came out on PlayStation um and then in, in Japan and then came out at the same time on both platforms in the US. I don't remember for sure. But uh anyway, I, I didn't have the ability to play Kingdom Hearts at the time. My friend uh that I would go over and play games with, he did. I played some of it and I just didn't really did for some reason it didn't click with me, probably because I didn't have access to it all the time. And then I got older and by the time we had a PS2 you know, I tried playing it numerous times after that, but I was like, in, I just didn't, couldn't get into it. Um, and I kind of just became one of those people that less, less like, I tried to be a little bit less, um, shitty about it, but I kind of became one of those people who was very cynical about the series and kind of like, all right, if you like that, whatever, I like some weird stuff too. Um, before, the taking on the idea of playing through them. Um, and the main reason that I'm playing through them, not that, I mean, obviously I, I, uh, trust, uh, trust your judgment on stuff for like a lot, Chris, but like it was partly, it's partly because every time Andre has mentioned a game that like, if I don't want to spoil that I should play it before our game of the year stuff, it's always ended up very high on my list. So, uh, it kind of, uh, I'm going to say, full disclosure, I, I do not... I, there are things to talk about with Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I do not know if it will be that high, because 
Well, you things to talk about are good. You specifically mentioned the best moment category as a place that we would have oh, to yeah. talk about yeah, it. It's it's that that is true. That happens very early. And so, but 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 I just I didn't want I want I figured like if I'm gonna do it, I may as well do it now. And then and then I was spurred on by kind of like we had that conversation, and I found a copy of 2.8 Final Prologue for like under twenty dollars because they had priced it to did the changeover at GameStop from new to used on it, even though it was a new copy, um, just because they couldn't move the physical copies of that disc, I guess. Uh, and um, so I kind of started going at it and like totally fell in love with it, like just like big time. I don't know what it was and we'll kind of I guess we can kind of sort of get into that first game, too, but. There's something about the story that even though the mechanics of the first game felt still felt kind of clunky and weren't like my favorite, the, the I feel like video games in general are super, super cynical right now. Like it's just a it's not not all the time. You know, there's bright spots like certain games are can be silly, but and fun and not even that Kingdom Hearts is silly, but. there's such a it's Kingdom Hearts is a perfect example of the kind of game that across the spectrum from like edgelord kind of people to people who I really respect who are critics everyone just kind of like doesn't take it seriously I guess and I feel like if you let go of the pessimism that kind of fuels a lot of discourse around video games that it's 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 like a really satisfying the characters are just so earnest and so much about it there's no like hidden gross or or crappy message really um it's it's just a really like happy and 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 earnest thing that i feel like is just so rare uh so it, yeah it definitely like has, has super has grabbed me and i've kind of burned through these games yeah i they go they are all in on their story that yeah. they're telling uh and like you know even like there's the awkward stilted voice acting and performances where it's like everything is just like a little bit too slow it's still like there's a charm to it yeah yeah chris what were you gonna say I I was gonna say I I said this to I can't remember if I said it to Pat uh, privately or in the group chat but uh, Tetsuya Nomura is just Hideo Kojima but without the horny like it, I'm, it, I'm, he's horny for belts and <laughs> he's horny in a different way have you seen Lulu from Final <laughs> Fantasy X uh, Riku uh, fair, fair enough but in terms of of Kingdom Hearts and the earnestness and like honesty in, in which he portrays his characters in terms of their motivations like it, it's, it's sort of wild to me that Kingdom Hearts isn't taken so seriously because it does take itself 100% seriously yeah, uh, it takes itself seriously, but it also, I think, knows what it's doing. I don't know. There's like this razor thin line that you, I mean, obviously, you know, Donald and Goofy are major characters in the in the series, right? And like, how but those are they? Like, I, like, I like they're they there, but are they major characters? I think that they matter a lot to to like Sora's motivation and his his like desire like he cares a lot about them yeah. and 
So to that extent, they matter a lot. And by, I guess, matter whether or not they have a lot of screen time and they're with you all the time. Yeah, yeah and they're doesn't, with you all the time. They just don't really have an arc. No, but they, they, they don't have an arc, period. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's my, my point being, like, you know, they have these characters that are with you the whole time, uh, and Donald and Goofy, and they just, they don't feel like they evolve at all over time. And, you know, it's Donald and Goofy, so I guess maybe I'm asking too much, but... Well, Donald definitely becomes there, there were some grumpy. I had some theories about Kingdom Hearts 3, and none of them came true. I think you're just mad about that. <laughs> I, I am, but I, you know, once we get there, I'll, I'll talk to you about, you know, or, yeah. you know, we'll talk about what you think is going to happen going forward and whatnot, but yeah. And I think that there, that the arc of those two characters kind of to your point, Chris, about Donald being less goofy is the arc of those characters is that they is really the arc of the relationship between them and Sora um, because they start off and they're just so they're just super concerned about Mickey and that's, that's like, that's it. Um, is finding him. And then as the game goes on, they start to warm to Sora. And then by, I mean, it's a bit of a flash forward, but then by Kingdom Hearts 2, they're hit, they hit a point where they're like disobeying Mickey in order to do the thing that Sora thinks they should do. So in that respect, like their character, they're, they're, they don't evolve personality wise, but I think like their the way their relationships with the, them with each other or with with Sora and with Mickey and stuff kind of grow is is interesting to a degree. Um, and I think that it's a weird thing with Kingdom Hearts because like I there's a lot of characters who don't necessarily evolve and are varying levels of importance. Like it's a game where you can say that like. Simba is marginally more important than Mushu, um, but there are still characters that are less important than Mushu who exist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, which is very strange. <laughs> but, I mean, and that's another thing is like the Disney character, the Disney worlds, save for a few, don't matter that much. I mean, I think they matter to a degree in like terms of like uh, you get to see Sora kind of evolve with the way that he encounters the things in those worlds. Um, and then I also think that they're just fun. And that's kind of where they're like. Yeah, they can be. Yeah. Uh, some of them are definitely better than others. Um, and, like you know, if you care about the world more or whatever, like, I, I feel. Did you not like the Lion King Land? No, I did. I thought that was awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah I enjoyed that yeah, one. Too. I don't know why. The boss in that uh, was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should probably actually get into the games. And yeah. Start so, talking about the first one and right. So, um, the, the the first one is definitely the one that it's probably close to the bottom of my list in terms of mechanics. Like my notes for the first one say a lot of things. Like I really love the way that the story goes is going, but then also like underlined and bold and with exclamation points like. I hate Atlantica or I hate this boss. <laughs> Atlantica's um, real rough. Atlantica's real bad. Uh and and just like in general, the controls are very stiff. Yes. Yes. It it yeah. feels like it wants you to be playing it as an action RPG, but like I felt like at times it it held on to like vestiges of like more like real time battle, um active time battle kind of stuff, just mm-hmm. because of how slow and clunky a lot of that the controls are. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so, Pat, a uh, qu- uh, question for you. This mm-hmm. has been one of my biggest burning questions since you said you were doing this thing. Do you prefer Kingdom Hearts 1, where th- they they give you experience for killing a boss, and like that experience just adds on top of the entire chain? Or do you prefer Kingdom Hearts 2 and on, where they give you an ability for... Um, I think that I like the my, to be honest with you it doesn't it hasn't really obviously it's a thing that i notice because i explain it and but it's not a thing that i think about that often but i would say i probably prefer the the later method of like you getting whether it's hp increase or whatever as you go um because i think it encourages you to continue to play and not just like sit grind. And, and grind um i mean i still ended up doing that for at least a, a short while in every game in the series, pretty much. Yeah, because um, the, the the combat is competent uh, enough to get you to do it. So it's right, and and really, Kingdom Hearts one, and then of course, Chain of Memories, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Kingdom Hearts one um, is the only one that I felt like you, it, it wasn't. You couldn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know you can, but it, it didn't feel like I could compensate for lower stats by playing it better because it felt so clunky. So obviously, right. if you're very, very good at it, there are people who do can do level one runs of that game or whatever. Um, I don't even know if you can do that in that one, actually. But uh, there is a zero XP ability. I think is that part of Final Mix? There, there is a thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I know that's I in th- later ones, but I think I, I, I think for one, you have to play it on hard if you're doing level one. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, you can do uh, normal or beginner. But anyway, obviously, people do that. But to me, it was much more. It, it it didn't feel like I really had to learn the way the game worked so much as I just had to build up my level and have higher stats. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I didn't interface with the crafting in Kingdom Hearts 1 at all. I never crafted anything um, in the entire game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, some all of right. that stuff is yeah. rough. You don't... It... Like, you could do it, and, like... I'm, I'm sure there are helpful things in there. Like, there's probably an accessory item that's like really really good that's like sure just before the ultimate keyblade or whatever but mm-hmm. like i can't remember yeah uh so a lot of those systems just didn't work for me and i didn't really enjoy you know there's a lot of boss fights some of the the heartless boss fights are really frustrating and um and i felt like they didn't really they, they weren't like interesting mechanically at all and that's kind of mm-hmm. true of a lot of the bosses in that first game i don't think that they they feel much more like they have attack patterns and then you hit them. And yeah. that's kind of it, which makes sense. I mean, that game was the first one in the series. So it, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not really trying to, to dunk on it too much for those things. Yeah. But. And especially for like PS2 era when coming off of like a Final Fantasy game uh, for like Square where, they, you know, they're famous for the turn based stuff yeah. and then to go right into like a more real time system. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so what did you, did you end up which world did you end up liking um, in that first one? Because I so, think those first like two or three are like real bad. Like after you get. Yes, out, uh, I Trevor agree. Um, yeah, I like uh, I like Kingdom Heart. Or I liked uh, Traverse Town. OK, um, mm-hmm. that's a That's it's, it's kind of a neat place. Um, but uh, the first I think the Alice in Wonderland is real bad. Yeah. Uh, real, real bad. Like real and, bad. 
Trickmaster is maybe my least favorite boss in the entire series. Yeah, Trickmaster sucks. Um, uh, so I definitely found that one to kind of not be fun. So that's Wonderland. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't. I, I don't remember the order, but I didn't hate the jungle. Is the deep jungle Ta- uh, Tarzan deep is the second one? Is not good for. No. It's not good because. Like so they had, get lost. They also had the opportunity to put Phil Collins' music in it, and then they didn't. So there's that. And if then this, if they had put if they had put Deep Jungle in Kingdom Hearts three, they would have had in the air. Tonight. Yeah. No, you don't want in the air in the air tonight. You want the the, the soundtrack to the movie. Is is that not in the movie? Oh, no, I guess it's not. No, no. Well, no. You, no, they should put in the air tonight in Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> in the final mix. Um, the the. Uh, the thing that, that made Deep Jungle a little bit more acceptable for me is that I was playing it with a guide. I played the first game, mm. first game in Chain of Memories with a guide. Um, other games I dabbled in guides like Birth by Sleep to kind of get the crafting mm-hmm. down. But, um, but, but the only one I played through straight with a guide was, was Kingdom Hearts 1. And so I had a guide telling me exactly where to go in the part where you get lost. Um, even yeah. with a guy uh, using guys, I would get lost. It's yeah, just it's, so it's not great. I like everything but the navigation around. Like the characters are okay. The boss fights not bad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and like the way the story kind of evolves there is neat. One thing that the the games just it's it's a weird thing the way that the story of the game interacts with the story of the world. I know that some people like typically they kind of go through the story of the movie, right? That they're referencing to some degree, like there's some kind uh, of most, most of them. And yeah. I know that that kind of rubs some people the wrong way. I actually think it's kind of interesting to see their takes on it. Um, and deep jungle was one that I thought it was interesting to see that the, the story of the movie play out in that, uh, in, 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 in mm-hmm. the kingdom hearts universe. Um, and it's still, I like the way that, uh, that Donald and goofy and Sora's relationship evolves there too, because they crash, they kind of like crash land there. It's not very clear, but yeah, they're like arguing and they crash land and they're kind of like talking shit to each other. And then by the end of the world, um, Donald's like, they're apologizing to each other and like kind of making mm-hmm. up, which is kind of, kind of nice. Um, and then, uh, Olympus Coliseum. I don't really like the. It's just, it's just the battles. Yeah, and I don't really like the 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 tournaments in any of the games so far. Frankly, um, that that surprises me because I am all about those. And yeah, I don't. I think I think I would probably be more about them in Birth by Sleep, uh, which you know, again, that's not. We won't talk in depth about that game, but that's probably been my favorite one mechanically so far. Um, but uh, the the I thought that the story the the like story tournament that you do is interesting, but I didn't really like the the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that like the Cloud and Sephiroth thing through line in those games is pretty funny. Not yeah, it is not not yeah. in, I don't want to. I'm not trying to make a joke because that. But but it is pretty like <laughs> the way that they interact and like the story and how incredibly dramatic it is. It's like even more dramatic than the other stuff that's happening in those games. Yep. Um, so I, I kind of like that. Uh, and, and I think that's entertaining. Um, and then let's see, where do you go from there? You go to Agrabah, which Agrabah mm-hmm. didn't really, it, I thought it was fine. You, you know what? I don't like, you have to fight the, those, the fat bandit enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're yep. I hate them. I, that's like, <laughs> yep. 
yep. that, the yep. those types of enemies, the ones that like mm-hmm. jump you can't and hit, hit them you, in the front. Yeah. I they, they're incredibly frustrating to me throughout well, the series. Two, you get reaction commands, and you can. It's like, a little better, them up. but it's, it, it's still frustrating. In two, there's still moments oh, where yeah. they're no, pain. yeah, for sure. Um, they don't get better until Birth by Sleep. Birth by Sleep, there, but I didn't have a problem with them, but. Uh, mm-hmm. They yeah. return to two, four, and three. So, well, I, in my opinion, you don't have to worry about any enemy in three. So, oh, <laughs> I'm going to play three. Well, I'm going to end up playing three on proud mode. I played all these games. Oh well, on on badass over here. I played all of these games on normal so far. Um, I, I think that is the way to play three. Uh, what on normal? No, on uh, proud, proud mode. Yeah. Um, the the especially because I've been coming off playing all of them, but yeah. uh, then um, so Agrabah's fine except for the fat bandits. I don't like them. Um, I like the I like the fight the fight against the Cave of Wonders. That's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know I don't like how Cave of Wonders is laid out. I found it kind of frustrating to like you fall off the thing and then you go down into the cave part mm-hmm. and then you come back up mm-hmm. into the treasure room. It in the worlds prior to that, I had really tried to explore them pretty thoroughly. Cave of Wonders, I was just like, get me out of here. Move me on. Mm. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, so I wasn't huge on that. Uh, but then from there uh, – and then there's Atlantica, which is really just, oh just the worst. Uh, yeah. Just the worst. Um, but Goofy's a turtle, so it's fine. Those That part is great. The, the characters, the, the, they're like the – The designs are, are great. The designs are good. Yeah, but the story is not there. Like the, and then swimming around. Is- I'll say the one cool thing that I liked was I like um, – the fact that it was actually probably one of my favorite moments in the game, to be honest, is when Triton is like, I know who you are. I know you're not from here. Mm-hmm. Fucking leave. And yeah. that was cool because before then, no one really acknowledges that there's they're aware of a wider world. Yeah. And if nothing else, I'm actually a little disappointed that in the games that I've played since then, Triton's like understanding of the greater world hasn't come up again. Because mm-hmm. um, I was really fascinated to know, like, how come he knows stuff? Um, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess it's never really addressed, but he, he's God of the sea, baby. Yeah. Um, King of the sea. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it's just, maybe it's probably cause he's old enough that he like remembers yeah. time before the worlds were separated. I don't know. Um, which is a whole other thing that we'll talk about <laughs> much later. Eventually. Uh, um, but, uh, I don't. I think Monstro's fine. I think Halloween Town's great. I pretty much always like the Halloween Town ones. I'm not mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm not the the kind of um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas fan that has like memorabilia and art on the walls. But I do mm-hmm. enjoy that movie quite a bit. Um, right. And I like those characters a lot. So. And uh, I and I think I I I, th- I think to your point, I think that is the other sort of notable one for me about. They're they're literally trying to build a heart in that like right that the, yeah the, the the mini story and that is yeah. really cool and uh, yeah yeah that difference it is cool that the the character um, and and you see it in the in the worlds more where um, the villains are from like the main villains that are part of part of Maleficent's mm-hmm. group yeah. their worlds are are not just the movies over again yeah. Um, Agrabah is probably the closest, but it's still not just the same story as the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Neverland is kind of unique. And so is Atlantica and, and Halloween town. Um, 
I like the Oogie Boogie boss fight quite a bit, too, in Halloween Town. That one's one of the few that has, like, really distinct mechanics. Is that um, the roulette wheel one? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't love the way he continues to come back uh, <laughs> in mm-hmm. subsequent games. Um <laughs> But you know they all. He's the boogeyman. You can't. You can't yeah. beat the boogeyman. Um, and uh, and Neverland was. I can't remember now if I had a lot of trouble with Captain Hook as a boss fight. Um, I always. I just. I got stuck. I got lost. I always. It always <laughs> happens. Like that game. I do not like the level design. <laughs> no, I generally I agree with you. Um, and and Neverland's whatever. Um, I really, really, really like everything about Hundred Acre Wood, except for actually playing those mini games. <laughs> yeah. And that's true of it the way it returns to the way that they portray the characters is so great. I really, really yeah. like Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah. So like I, I like that world a lot. Um, and they you they got the voice actors from at least I'm pretty sure they're perfect sound alikes from the cartoons that I watched yeah. when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. Um, but man, I'm not a big fan of those mini games. Uh, <laughs> they, yeah, they are. Oh boy. Kingdom Hearts three, baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And then I think that it's interesting how, um, everything kind of comes together in hollow bastion. Like the story all along is pretty solid, although mm-hmm. it doesn't really move that much other than you get like monstro. Yeah, it, and then after Monstro, like you get to Captain Hook, and then you get and that's basically whenever Riku shows up, you get some more story in the right. first game. And kind of all it is with Riku is like, does he or does he not have Kyrie? Is he or is he not a good guy? Um, and but but then Hollow Bastion, obviously, it all kinds of like picks up, and that's a running theme yeah. with these games. Two, some of them less so, but a lot yeah. of them they kind of meander for a long time, and then they pick up. In the mm-hmm. last hour or so, they like yeah. tons of stuff dumps, um, and uh, and yeah, I I like the way that that game like goes in turn in Hollow Bastion, and I really like the final boss fight because I definitely like it all kind of came together and made sense, and then he's like a fucking biological version of the battleship. Yamamoto and I was like, <laughs> "What is happening?" <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a weird fight. And also, it doesn't end up actually mattering really. Like he doesn't. He, I maybe it'll come up again later, but since that game, it has not come up that he can fuse himself. I guess it sort of does at the end of Kingdom Hearts Two because he's in yeah, a similar it's... vehicle situation. But mm-hmm. they don't really well, talk it's a about character. What are you talking about? It's a different character. Uh, no, it's not. Ansem and Zemnus are different people. Well, okay. Yeah, not people. There's, no, there's a nobody and a No, heart. you're right. You're right. But but I guess I mean the idea of of, a, mm-hmm. of one of the two of them getting into a weird flesh vehicle is, is a thing that does come up again. But they never talk about it. Like, no one ever stops and says, like, hey, that was fucked up, wasn't it? There's, there's a <laughs> lot of wild shit that happens at Kingdom Hearts. No one <laughs> stops to talk about Which it. Which I kind of really... love. <laughs> It's kind of fantastic. I mean, that's like, you know, that's every it. game is just like, oh, well, that's a weird thing that just happened. Oh, well. Yeah, but I, I don't know do that. that that whole like they just fought a spaceship floating through space thing. That's that's a lot. There's, there's, that's a, and it's fun, too, when you do the fight. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. 
And there's something about the way that the this is a persistent thing throughout the whole series because they one thing that never really changes is the way that they display enemy health when you mm-hmm. um and there's something really satisfying to me about the way damage chunks off of enemy health. Oh, it's like, it's it's the most satisfying thing in any video game ever i think like just watching the bars tick down like like, yeah it's it's a weird thing that is like really really appealing um and like it's it's obscure enough that you can't really do hard i'm sure people have figured it out but you can't really do hard math on it when you're just watching um Mm -hmm. it just is like a weird thing that i find very satisfying and you get that a lot in that fight because you know you're, you're like if you're leveled for it, you're doing like huge chunks of damage yeah. to things. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really cool. And then the way that that game ends is like, I wonder what's coming next. This is weird. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the secret ending for kingdom hearts one. And it's like, what is happening? Uh, is what's the secret ending? Which one's the secret? It's ending? the stuff that happens in, um, Oh, what's the world called? The end part of Kingdom Hearts 2 where they're in... It's the where, end of the world. It's, it's oh, stuff okay. that happens in the city in the end of the world. Um, it's yeah. specifically oh, when right, Roxas right, and, right. And, and Riku are fighting. Yeah, um, right. Spoilers. But, um, okay, yeah. No, I, I remember now. There will be spoilers for the entirety of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, okay. Okay, yes. Now, uh, now I recall. So, uh, at I don't know if this is even a possible thing because you've played the other games now or most of the other games. At the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, what is your understanding of the story? Where are things? Yeah, so I had happened? I had taken notes on that. I don't have them in front of me because they were uh, – uh-huh. I, I took the, but, but I remember them. I mean I looked at them okay. just the other day. Uh, I kind of figured that um, I didn't have any inkling that the worlds were like ever connected. I sort of thought uh-huh. that, that Ansem was just like uh, a guy who was who, – who kind of presided over – the place where all the Final Fantasy characters lived, because I just assumed that that Hollow Bastion was where they all lived, and that Mickey kind of fell from the heavens one day, and um and and he was like he kind of taught Ansem that other worlds existed, and then Ansem from there initially had good intentions in terms of his like experimentation and stuff, and then mm-hmm. turned bad. Um, and was kind of corrupted by the work he was doing and then decided that he was going to try to invade all of the worlds with Kingdom Hearts or with uh, with with Heartless. Um, I didn't even really have an inkling that he was trying to open Kingdom Hearts, really. Mm-hmm. It was more just like, oh, yeah, he wants to invade all of the, the worlds and control everything. Um, and it kind of made sense that, like, oh, he needs the, the princess hearts to do it. And uh, and, and he's kind of manipulating all these Disney villains to do it. And that all felt like very self-contained to me um, and made a lot of sense. Yep. And then um, when I saw that secret ending, I was like, what the fuck is all of this then? Cause I don't, <laughs> and like, I knew that there was a, there was more obviously. I mean, I had yeah. seen clips from oh, yeah. other games. I knew that you played as Roxas at the beginning of kingdom hearts two, but my assumption was that um, all of that stuff was very much separate. I had no <laughs> inkling that like, the first game's events would be so like interconnected with that. There'd be so much happening while the first mm-hmm. game is happening that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought it was like first game done. Ansem dead. That's it. Yep. That story is done. And now we move <laughs> on to the next one. Um, so the fact that like, <laughs> like all of that <laughs> was c- completely 
like nothing that they tell you in the first game is actually like the thing. I mean, in a way that like if you know what's going on and you replay the first game, it recontextualizes everything. But while you're playing the first game, the, all of the perceptions you have are completely like completely incorrect. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, none yeah. of it is right. <laughs> nope. I, I assumed that there was some um, – I, I didn't really know the concept of nobodies yet. Um, I mm-hmm. somehow I mean, never – how could you? Uh, and so I just kind of assumed that Roxas was like Sora's uh, heart like split in two or something, which is mm-hmm. funny because that's theme that returns later. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. there's, it's not true in the way that I assumed it was at the time, but it is kind of true – in later on in ways uh, that yeah. people's parts are split in two. And yeah. Uh, so, um, so that was kind of my thought. And then I just sort of assumed that the second game was, I had obviously heard the name Xehanort because like the whole Norded thing yeah. was going around. Um, but I just kind of assumed that that would be the villain for the series going forward. And, and that, that character had nothing to do with Ansem at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but, but the, the thing <laughs> Before, obviously, that's all Kingdom Hearts 2 stuff. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you guys wanted to touch on with that first game? Uh, uh, I mean, oh, uh, I mean, I think they have, like, some cool world-building stuff, like, uh, like uh, Leon basically saying, oh, I had to change my name yeah. to get away from the Heartless. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they can't They can't find your address, so they're not going to get you? Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Uh, my only real question is, uh, obviously, you know about the the secret bosses in that game. Are you compelled to fight any of them? Do any of them? I would say at this point, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to have time because, like, I got other, I have to play other things this year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But, but but I, I would like to, I mean, to be honest with you, I've enjoyed my time with the series enough that we'll see how I feel after finishing the third game, but, or the third game. Finishing the game titled Kingdom Hearts Three, but uh, but but uh, I could easily see trying to go back and get platinums on on those those uh, the one point five and two point five collection disc um, because I I really did enjoy I enjoy that world a lot even like I enjoy the Disney World's parts of it and I just enjoy the whole vibe of everything so just spending time in it is appealing to me at this point whether it's like really getting through this i would i mean the goal you would use is to like get through the secret bosses and stuff right but um just generally i like being in those games spaces so i could definitely see trying to go back and do some of that stuff yeah that's a good point uh so after uh kingdom hearts one then are we moving on to chain of memories yeah Maybe the weakest game, since it's the PS2 version, uh, the weakest game in the series in my the PS2 version, in my opinion. Well, I haven't played three three fifty eight over two, but it's. I mean, speaking of kind of, I can't speak to the 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 games that aren't represented as playable things in those collections, but I think it's definitely the weakest entry in terms of play like the playable yeah. games in the collections sure. I, I love that on gba but I, just something about like the full 3d space and that i'm just like i don't want to deal with all this card building right now especially yeah, and, like fighting the way in that, that space the, the the way that they change the bosses and the way the abilities work and function in 3d 
is not helpful to the game. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, when it started, I liked the concept. I played a little bit of that game on GBA back when it was new, not that far, but, um, I, I, I like the, I, at first I was very excited about the concept of like, oh yeah, there's, it's like a weird, like there's a deck building mechanic to this and that's your abilities and I'm interested in this. And I enjoyed about the first half of it mm-hmm. roughly. And by half, I mean the first half of the Sora playthrough. Um, and I knew that there was a second half where I had to play through as Riku because I used a guide for that game too. And I wasn't excited what, about it, what, but what does the guide for that game tell, tell you? Because I've never been able to find like a, here's how you should level guide for chain of memories. Like, uh, yeah, it was less that and more just like there was I, on the, the, the like kingdom Hearts strategy wiki. Um, there are a lot of just general tips and stuff and they have a kind of, walk through as i mean it doesn't really they they describe each of the worlds and they kind of like tell you what's going to happen and they have boss strategies and stuff um Mm -hmm. but they don't really there's a more general guide for how to like level but i didn't really use that as much um, which was part of why i'm sure it was so frustrating to play but even on a on a beginner run skipping all of the abilities so I can have as much health and and cards as possible, I cannot get past the uh, Vexen fight in Twilight Town. Ugh, Even y- using, like, an all-fire deck to do, like, as, mo- as much damage as possible, it's, like, it's so... Oh, like, it's so bad, but also so important, and, like, I care about it a lot because it, like changes the way you think about how the series works yeah. because it's it's all important but it sucks so much. Yeah, and I mean really it's those boss fights like if if it weren't for the organization 13 boss fights, I think the game would be much more palatable, um at least more tolerable. It's it's you know what it is, it's the boss fights and then the fact that the cards are random and there's like it's kind there's kind of a limit on what it's 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 so hard to grind for the currency mm-hmm. to buy more cards. Um, and if you burn cards by selling them or whatever to try to get more cards and it turns out you need those cards later, you're totally screwed. Um, yep. so I think that was the thing that when you com- like when it came time to be like, okay, so I got to, I'm going to fight these bosses and I'm now going to try to make an all fire deck, for example, but I only have like four fire cards, um, or, you know, Faragas or whatever. I then have to just like grind and it was like an hour to get enough currency to buy one card pack and that's just it was just like really really frustrating um and uh eventually you know i powered through i almost dropped that game like that 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 was the one that i was the closest to just saying you know what forget it i'm gonna watch the rest of the cutscenes in a youtube video because I don't want to play this anymore. Um, but I managed to power through it, and I powered through the Riku playthrough. Um, but that's one of the wild things about that game. To your point, Chris, is like, that story really matters. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it matters the most. Like, a lot. Any, yeah, like, it, it's wild how... And so so this gets back into my, my sort of deep-seated hatred for the way that the rest of the gaming community treats Kingdom Hearts, because everybody boots up Kingdom Hearts 2 and goes, wait, what is this BS? I want to play as Sora. But if you play Chain of Memories, you you get it, and you know exactly what's 
Well, that's their fault for making it a GBA game. Like that's <laughs> like I'm like it, I, I fully acknowledge that those games are important, and, but like yo, you, you, if you're gonna put important story stuff in a GBA game, like you know, you can't be mad when people are like, "Wait, what? I had to play this other game." Like I didn't realize it was that important. They also traditionally like mobile game or you know handheld versions of games are generally you know like side stories or whatever that don't. Either they, aren't canon or don't matter that much. They do kind of explain what happened in Chain yeah. of Memories over the course of Kingdom Hearts 2, I think. And I will say, like, you know that Sora gets in the memory cocoon or what, whatever, but um, the fact that you're playing as Roxas is still kind of like, wait a minute, what is this? It's it's a reverse Metal Gear Solid 2. But I like that. That's the thing. Oh, like, yeah. No, yeah. I, I like Roxas as a character. Uh so it's I I'm surprised that people were so bothered by it when it came out because I I think that he's that that is all to me when I see that kind of stuff I go like oh wow what's this why am I this is weird that's yeah. that's kind of what I want is for them to subvert things and to be weirder um and- I I remember um like I'm like 12 years old at the, at, at this point and walking into the the mansion for the first time and getting up to the white room where you see the the drawings on the wall that Naminé had like made, and they're just like hang, hanging there, and like you can't like interact with them or look at them, but if you just walk in, like the camera is just sort of right there. And I, at twelve years old, I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. It's like yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, and um, and it kind of speaks to sort of the the storytelling more generally with like the fact that that Chain of Memories is so important and it is a GBA game, it kind of lends a anything can happen kind of vibe to everything. Um, mm-hmm. Like we'll talk about it later, but like, I, I, I'm really glad that I did watch recoded because there's stuff in there. That's like, Whoa, okay. That's a curveball. Granted in that quote game, um, it, it's, it's all like really late in it that it matters. Um, yeah. But like, like everything and every kingdom hearts. Game. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But anyway, like with Chain of Memories, is better about that. But yeah, um, with Chain of Memories, it's 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 a it's a it's so weird that that's the game that introduces all of these elements that are so core to the mm-hmm. rest of the series and core so, to the events of things that were happening during Kingdom Hearts too. They kill off Chain of Memories kills off half of Organization Thirteen, but never really addresses it in Kingdom Hearts Two, where they're like, "Oh, Organization 13, but they don't have their memories of Chain of Memories, so they're like, and they're never like. Where are the rest of you? Right. And it's also interesting because you can, you know, in those, in the archive, the data archive things or the silent, the silhouette things, you can, you can go fight those characters and you have no idea who they are if you didn't play Chain of Memories. It's well, not I, like a I, narrative. I, are, are, are those in the base game? I, I thought they were only they're, in They're only in Final Mix. Oh, well, that makes sense then. Okay. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, the, that whole, the, there's there's never any questions about what like who the rest of organization 13 are in that game and no one explains it to Sora or anything it seems like maybe it happens off screen sometime but really like not even like Yen Sid isn't like all right so you've been asleep for a year you beat like seven dudes and a lady in a castle right uh and then slept for a year uh but it just doesn't seem like that ever comes up well but i mean yeah i guess people 
they don't really like no one really know what was happening though. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. No is one, like Jensen yeah, wouldn't be able to tell him. They're, that. they're never like yeah, exactly that. But yeah, my point being. They have organization thirteen, but no one's like, where are the other? Why is right, it thirteen? Yeah. Are there other members? Like, there's we only know of like six. Well, and it kind of that's just a general bit of there's like a there's 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 like a sort of a almost David Lynch factor to the storytelling in this game where like certain things that you would think should matter don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And certain things that seem inconsequential matter a lot and are like yep. key elements. And I really like that kind of thing because, again, it gets back to that like it's subversive and weird. So to me, it's very easy to just accept that no one asks that question because like everything's weird and different and, and kind of like a little convoluted. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it is. Interesting too that Sora still acknowledges it's not like they retcon Chain of Memories out of existence either, because they continue no. to reference the events of that game in yeah. as far forward as in Recoded. They talk. They, they Chain of memories, memories is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's that that it's it's wild, and I also think it's important as a person playing through that series because it, it 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 created a much more emotional connection to me for Riku. Because mm-hmm. he's absent through so much of the first game and kind of just seems like an asshole through a lot of he's, it. He's just been, he's manipulated the entire time. Exactly. And, you know, I accept I understood that about him and I didn't yeah, hate yeah, him yeah. for it. But I had no real affection for the character coming out of the yeah. first game. Whereas Chain of Memories totally makes you understand how, like, strong of a character he is and how important he is to to the, the series as a whole. And I love the way that that game wraps up with him um, and, like, mm-hmm. the way that he kind of is, like moving on as this as 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 like the one who actually kind of knows stuff like Sora Sora's you know really kind hearted and and like Sora cares. Shit. but he just he just does the stuff that people tell him to do he just goes yeah. and does the things that people tell him to do whereas Riku actually like knows what's going on and of course like you later on learn that that's because Riku is the actual one of them that is supposed to do things uh, and that's that Sora just kind of happened into this weird relationship with a, with someone else. Um, yep. But, uh, but, but it, it's, it's that part of, of chain of memories. I really liked. Um, I just wish those boss fights just suck. They just suck yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like some of the, early, like the, that first one against Axel, you, you get, cause you, cause you beat the first world and then you immediately, like you, you fight one boss and then you immediately fight another boss. Mm-hmm. And that first Axel fight was like, oh, I feel like I really did something. Like it was, it felt like a, a good hill to climb over. And it was one of the only times that it felt like that. Cause yeah. they, they, they do it again with Larxene, and I don't think it feels as good the second oh, time. She's so frustrating. Yeah. And, and it felt cool with Axel, too, because it's not that frustrating. And you get to see, like, oh, this is a different style of combat. They have a deck, and I have a deck, and they're doing things from their deck, and I'm doing things from my deck. And I can see their cards over in the lower right. That part of it, that that fight made me think, like, oh, wow, maybe I'll like these kind of, like, duels. Um, but then – Every fight after that is just such a slog, and it's so hard. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I remember like almost messaging you, um, and I think maybe I did message you to be to be like, do Olympus first, please, like, because having to deal with Hades and Cloud, if you're not like 
if you if you wait too late, like I always have more trouble if I wait. Yeah, and that's such a function, a weird function of that game's design too, right? Like the way that the worlds level up and the bosses level up. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Yeah, and it just doesn't, and it and it's and it feels so bad because there's certain cards in that game that are just useless that have no, you just don't need them at all, and yeah. you can't tell what they are early on, and then there's some cards that are crucially important, and if you don't have them, you're screwed, and so I. That if, if there was an easier way to just guarantee getting certain cards, like, you know, by contrast, Birth by Sleep has been my favorite game mechanically in the series. And that has a similar concept of you have a deck with slots and you're slotting abilities into it. But they found a way to do that in a much more intelligent way that isn't as where you can get exactly the thing that you want um, with just some light. I don't even know if I call it grind because there's ways you can get stuff in that game super easy. Um so anyway, yeah, that, that all of that gameplay stuff in Chain of Memories is bad. And then the I also though loved narratively that like you see that wild ending secret video in Kingdom Hearts One, and then you play through all of of Chain of Memories, and you kind of have an idea of what Organization Thirteen is now. But it still is like okay, but how do they go from that to these two cloaked guys with one of them with two keyblades fighting yeah. in a metropolitan like. Hey. City. Yeah, and, well, and think about the it does, okay. There's there's no vocals in the secret movie either. It's all just like right. silent movie style. Like oh, someone says something and a black black screen with text on. Yeah. It. And then Chain of Memories on the GBA. There's no voice acting. Oh. So you know the original way you saw that story, you had like no clues. It was right. you know it was all just silhouettes and text boxes yeah and eventually you know they take off their hood you're like oh okay i know who this is but yeah so you come out of chain of memories still not knowing anything (laughs) about what's going on you just like okay this person's got there's two people with cloaks and they're fighting but maybe this tall one's this tall (laughs) does riku is riku in the chain of memories or in the secret movie or is it just he's got the cloak on so he's got the cloak on so you can't tell tim Okay. Because at that point in the but story, do you see his keyblade? Uh, I don't think so. Because I think in that secret video, I believe he's running down the thing. Because it actually in the secret video looks like they might not be fighting, and that they might actually be like together. Um, because like he runs down the thing, and 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 Roxas runs up it, and he takes one of Roxas's keyblades. I think in that video. But I don't remember for sure. Uh, yeah, he well, he like knocks one out of his hand. Okay, I'm watching. I'm watching it right now. But uh, yeah, so at the end of uh, at the end of Chain of Memories, I guess we went into Kingdom Hearts two, but we're back at Chain of Memories. Uh, what was your big takeaway from Chain of Memories? So I was definitely still kind of assuming the same stuff that I had assumed before, because in Chain of Memories, you don't get any tie. Like you don't know who nope. Zemnis is. No, nope. you don't know who Xenor is. Xenor is. Um, nope. So I was very much still kind of assuming. To be honest with you, I assumed that the stuff that happened in Chain of Memories, the only thing that really mattered was that they introduced Organization Thirteen, and that's part of why I thought that him going into the memory cocoon thing was like a. It was a plot device to basically say like, now you, the player, know who Organization Thirteen is, but mm-hmm. Sora doesn't because he's not going to remember any of this. So. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I assumed the whole purpose of the game was. I had no concept of how important it would be later on with those characters. Um, and uh, 
and and so then but then at the end when the credits are rolling near the end sequence you get clips from um kingdom hearts 2 with mm-hmm. uh roxas and axel eating ice cream yep. on uh, in 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 uh twilight town so at that point then i was like oh okay so there's like <laughs> this is going to get very strange clearly um <laughs> so uh, but I definitely didn't didn't think that like for example like nominate I kind of thought nominate would just not matter and I mean based on what I've seen so far it's arguable as to whether or not she does at this point but um, I I definitely kind of thought that a lot of those plot elements would just kind of be throwaways and that it wouldn't end up being nearly as important as it it is even mm-hmm. beyond just being a bridge to Kingdom Hearts two. So yeah, that 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 I still had no idea at that point how fucking wild things were gonna get. Uh, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, it, it wasn't even until I I didn't get in, get it. I didn't figure that out until uh, start figuring that out more until um, uh, Birth by Sleep. That was like where it started to really crystallize because mm-hmm. even after Kingdom Hearts two, it was tough to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. You know, it's so hard to put myself back in, like, the mindset of, like, oh, I just played Kingdom Hearts 2. And, like, what did I think of things at that point? And, like, it felt very final, I remember. Like, oh, oh, okay, that, like, you know, much like Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, oh, well, they dealt with it and move on and, like, the next thing. And then, yeah, so maybe we won't talk right about the, uh, just right now about the end of the game. But, yes, it was very much like, oh, okay, well... There's another self-contained story, and we'll go on to a new thing or whatever. But yep. So the other thing <laughs> that is <laughs> worth touching on this time, because we I have a lot more thoughts about Kingdom Hearts two than any of the games we've discussed so far. Okay. Um, but it's probably worth uh, spending a few minutes on uh, three fifty eight over two days. Okay, you want to go chrono story order and and disc order too because that's actually in the in the one point five final mix. It it came out after Kingdom Hearts two. Yes, yeah, it is in the order of the story. It is. Yeah, it's happening kind of concurrently with Chain of Memories. Uh, Yeah, and that game, from what I understand, is not very good. Um, As a movie, it's terrible. It's the same. It's just the same, like two locations. Yeah, but but it it actually reminded me kind of a little bit of like a stage play in that way. Oh yeah, 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 Um, sure. But but I think I actually like the story that it tells, even though I think that it's not that consequential. I think it gives you such a um, an understanding of who Axel is, Mm -hmm. um, and I liked that about it. Uh, And so I don't know. I would say if I mean. I would tell people to watch it if they're going to go through all of the games because I it's, think it, 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 it's only like 90 minutes, right? Like, oh, it's three it's hours like long. Three, yeah, it's, it's three hours long. Oh, wait, that I, I, I think recoded is maybe the No, it's one. also three hours long. <laughs> is it really? Okay. Yeah. I, oh, back covers. Back, is back covers. Only yeah, back covers an hour. Sorry. Back cover is about an hour and it does, it has so much more going on in it than either of the two three hour movies. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> back, back 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 cover is also like again. We'll talk about that much further yeah. down the road. But back cover is fucking wild. <laughs> yep. Um, 
but wait till you wait till you finish Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, I think I think three fifty eight. Like I like Xi'an as a character, and um, I think that she's. Um, I kind of figured where they were going with it pretty early, but I also think it's it's interesting. It's an interesting thing because like. <sighs> It's so much more complicated and complex than most video game stories in that, like, the way that, like, well, if you play Chain of Memories, you know that they can make these puppets and because they made this puppet of Riku and that there's this whole – all this baggage with these puppets. And so you can kind of, like, kind of put together that that's who Xion is. But it's not it's, – it's, it's, it's still complex in a way that I think is interesting – in that, like they they really play with like they that universe has rules that they establish and concepts, and they keep going back to those concepts. Nothing is ever really just a throwaway. And I thought that that was a neat thing in three fifty eight to have that character be one of those puppets as a sort of nod to the fact that they can do that. Um, it sort of sucks that she's done by the end of it, and then like that's. I mean, who knows what? I don't know what she, what future, what future she has as a character later on. But, um, but she very much does not exist in Kingdom Hearts two, obviously, because the game was made yeah. after that one. Uh, it's one of the things that's wild, or you know, they just kind of like pick up story beats, like you know, they go into like oh, all the subterfuge that's happening in Castle Oblivion and stuff. But I never finished Chain of Memories, and I. I just it seems like they pick up a lot of story beats and then kind of drop them and never like like that's the stuff I was actually interested in in that game is like seeing oh you know the organization infighting and stuff but you don't get so much of that it's just kind of kept in the background which bums me out you get it more in in um 358 that's that it comes up in in that yeah but I so when I tried to watch 358 over 2 I didn't realize it was only a movie uh, and so I started watching. I was like, "When the fuck do I get to play this game?" <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> and then I was like, "What the? F- oh, it's just a movie. God damn it!" Based on footage uh, from that game, it's not one you'd want to play anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I didn't I also, didn't know like anything about it going in. Also, the like, oh the concept of that game was like each level is like ten to fifteen minutes. You play it in short bursts, but there are three hundred and fifty eight days in the game. Or close to it. It skips a bunch, doesn't it? I don't think it does. I think when it's skipping them in the in the in the movie, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you're still playing through each of those days. Uh, well, uh. some and and some not. I, I've okay. played through. I've played through maybe two thirds of it, and uh, okay. um, th- th- there is definitely that that thing of like he 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 goes to sleep, like he he does not wait, like you do not wake up from that. Like right, he is, right, right. Yeah, that section mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Um, but in all the parts in the movie where they're saying like, and so Roxas and, and Shion continue to do missions together. I'm pretty sure you play all of those days where they're like doing missions together. Most of them. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's like two thirds on one third off basically. Just it's from what I've heard. It's like a very, very long game. And <laughs> yeah. And the, the way that they do leveling and, and inventory, it's, it's like sort of a, a pseudo like resident evil four suitcase type of like system. That's like really interesting, but not like, well, the like um, cha- chain of memories, like the system is interesting. The way that they use the system is not 
Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of glad that that is just a movie and it's not very good as a movie by itself, but I think the story it tells is interesting. And I, I like getting more background on those characters, Axel and Roxas specifically, because if you play it in release order, like I did, um, where you, I played this Kingdom Hearts two before, uh, three fifty eight. um, you know, it's a spoiler, but the Axel ends up dying in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, whether he's gone for real or not is obviously I'm assuming he'll come back in some form because he's in art for other games later on. But, um, you know, it has the appearance that he dies. And that's a pretty I actually found that moment to be very emotional, even not having seen 358 yet. So then when I watched 358, I was just like, oh, my God, this is. It's hard to watch because I know what happens to those characters and like how. Yeah, it and, and and that's definitely why I at, at least pitch you that you, that you that you see that that death first because I think it does add a lot to three fifty eight. Yeah, I, I I I think if you try to watch it through timeline order first time, it it doesn't. It's not as effective. It well, can it, still work. And it works as a timeline, but it, I don't think that it's as effective. It would have dampened some of my interest in seeing Roxas's arc, too, because I would have already seen so much of him in 358 and kind of understood who he was. So mm-hmm. not knowing that going in was a lot more interesting. In some ways, I wonder if maybe I'll end up having that feeling about Dream Drop and Back Cover since I watched Back Cover first. But that's so wild I, at that they're, point. They're, they're very different. Right. Like, yeah, back, that, I mean, back cover didn't come out until the two point eight. Yeah, uh, recently, thing. a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's well, yeah, it, it's always a whole wild thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, so we got Kingdom Hearts two, and what what were your thoughts, kind of, as you were you play? Yeah, so I don't know. What were your thoughts as you were playing that game? Like anything stick out to you or were you like, Oh man, this is not what I thought it was going to be at all. Like I, you mentioned like the Roxas stuff you knew you played as Roxas, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the Roxas stuff was about as long as I expected. I expected that it was like three or four hours of that before mm-hmm. you got into the Sora playing a Sora. And, um, but, and, and that was kind of to be expected, but I had no idea. Like Sora went through puberty in that year while he was asleep. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Like but... they made it like he's taller. And so like none of his clothes fit. I, mm-hmm. I thought was... Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they had to somehow explain why Haley Joel Osment's voice sounded completely Indeed, that different. That too. That too. Uh, that, that was apparently, and I don't necessarily believe it, but one of like the, the, like high, like high school like scuttlebutt things that I, that I would hear is like one of the reasons that it took Kingdom Hearts three so long to get made was that they were trying to make a decision about whether Sora should be older or not. No, that's bullshit. That's I, not yeah, a which I, that. it was, which I they couldn't they couldn't make Final Fantasy versus thirteen. <laughs> yeah, so, but I but that's just you, you brought up him aging, and I was trying yeah. to figure out when I could slot that in because that's a really yeah. silly thing to. Yeah. Yeah, I think like Kingdom Hearts 2 um it's a better game mechanically than, you know, the ones before it. Uh and that that was um I liked that a lot. Uh I really liked the choice of worlds for the Disney worlds. Like Kingdom Hearts 1's worlds make a lot of sense and Kingdom Hearts 2 is a little more creative, I felt in terms of like where it places the worlds. Um, which is really, really cool. Uh, 
like the way that you you've interacted with um, Beast, for example, in the first game, and then to kind of go to his castle is an interesting change of pace from the just like I show up on these worlds and um, and meet all the characters and go through the story of the movie. Uh, and then, of course, like Timeless River and and how you get to that is a huge surprise. I had no idea that that was in the game, like that that world ex- existed. So uh, I'm su- I'm surprised that that eluded you because that that is the thing that has stood the test of time in terms of like when you like show Kingdom Hearts two, you show that like Timeless River stuff because it looks so distinct from everything else in the game. Yeah, and I, I love that. I thought that was really cool. It's really cool that that, that Pete, like, the, the kind of misdirection of, you know, who's the bad guy at that point in that world. Um, that stuff is just very, very cool. Um, and the same thing's true of, of Space Paranoids, too, that that's just kind of thrown... I, I knew that that was in the game, but um, I didn't know how, how you accessed it. So to stumble upon that world in the way that I did not expect was really cool. Yeah. And well, because also too, there's the bananas thing of like, you, you find like the, the door to darkness, like code, right. And then you go into the machine and, and, and then you come out of the machine and then you go back in. So it's just like this weird, like 45 minutes of like, what is going on? Was, was that sort of a turning point for you of like, Oh, this is, bananas like this is yeah i would say that it i mean before that though um actually is that the the battle in um i think it's before that you have the huge like dynasty warriors battle in hollow bastion before that where all the final fantasy characters are fighting against all of the heartless and that was definitely a point when i was like okay this is getting really strange and like this is a really weird um like there, there's the, 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 it hasn't finished. I kind of assumed at that point that, that they had sort of a finished establishing rules for the world. Um, and the fact that they were just getting started and hadn't even like finished explaining the foundations of that world became apparent there. Um, and, and, uh, so I like that a lot. And then that door to darkness stuff is just, it's weird. And, and like to see how, you know, jumping forward again to like dream drop and stuff. That's you, that's, it's still not fully clear how, how, uh, important to me, I guess that that stuff is and like the computer is and, and it's, it's, it's a lot to keep straight. (laughs) I, I, I also think it, it's this weird thing that, that, that can't happen because kingdom hearts two comes out in 2005, which is a very, like sort of in computers is a very nebulous time because almost everyone has internet, but not everyone has internet. Yeah. Like the, the internet and the idea of like MySpace is, is big and Facebook is big, but it's not like everyone's life just quite yet. Right. And, and, and so for this very old, like 80s computer Tron thing to happen and for Kingdom Hearts to sort of get into like pseudo tech talk as like deep lore is actually very interesting. And yeah. And then the way they revisit that later on is strange too. like with when they go into recoded. Um, And I, uh, 
I found I really liked to the way in Space Paranoids it's still kind of mysterious as to like where the program originated and stuff. Like there's there's a lot of like whether they touch on that or not, it kind of added to that mystique of like it's still you still don't really know where everything is and how everything works. Um, you, 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 you ended up doing the, the second visit for that world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because that is t- like totally optional. And the, fr- and the first time I, I played through the game, I had no idea that you could go back and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. That was another thing that was surprising to me is that um, I kind of wasn't expecting to just have to run back through all the worlds again. And at first I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. This is kind of irritating. Um, but then I, I really liked the way that those stories continued in those worlds. Um, because even the ones like Pride Rock where you're kind of playing through the plot of the movie to an extent, when you go back to the second time, they're all different. Like they're all – at that point, they're all beyond movie plots and you're you're seeing like unique original things happening with those characters with the understanding of them like knowing Sora. And so that was really interesting was to, to see like these uh, these characters in Agrabah having an adventure that was sort of original with these characters. Um, so I like that a lot. I, I didn't really have any problems with any of the worlds on the second run through. Um, how, how did you feel overall about um, about Pirates of the Caribbean? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool the way that the mechanics in that world work. That's one of my favorite things about Kingdom Hearts 2 is I think it's so distinct. Like each world has a thing, um, but they're all well done. And and I really liked the way that the like pirates and the moonlight and the shadow, like all of that worked. Um, and and then I think – I mean largely I think that like the 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 story there is kind of the first time around you're just following the plot of the movie – um, the second time around, I liked the interjection of like the organization 13 members. Um, I will say that that was one of the most jarring things playing the game was to get to pirates and have them look so like <laughs> phenomenally oh good for a PS2 character. Like those character models for the pirates characters are top notch for 2005. Uh, <laughs> so it was so weird seeing them next to the super cartoony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the other thing that was weird about it was like in the HD versions, the a lot of the art looks really good like a lot of the the kingdom hearts style art looks really good because it's so stylized so it looks like you're seeing this kind of these cartoon characters in 3d and it's great but like the pirates characters don't look good as realistic characters by today's standards um they look great by 2005 standards but the increased resolution (laughs) actually does not do them any favors (laughs) yeah Uh, That, uh, that was actually one of the things about um the the first uh, collection on on PS3 it didn't it, it it had this weird thing of like the the mouths didn't it's like, still, still a thing didn't, it, yeah I was yeah. gonna bring that up that's one of the things that I I like that I, is the most frustrating thing about all of the games the whole series to me is the way that the mouths sometimes they animate and sometimes they don't and they're just like two D textures. I, I, Oh. I wonder how much of that is like the Japanese, um, like voice acting, and they just didn't reanimate for the so English VO. Or what I think it is is um, it's because of uh, limitations in the in in like pl- the PlayStation Three. 
because they reanimated that stuff for PS3, right? So right because they because they had lost the entire source code for one, and they right. had to rebuild one on the PS3, and which is just so, bananas. Yeah, like, so I think what it is is the they animate the character whose most whose dialogue in the scene is most important. Yeah, but that they don't have the resources to animate all of the other characters around them. So whoever isn't the main character, they don't have that degree of animation because there weren't the re- – that's my assumption anyway. I mean it could just be that they were – that they cut corners on it. But that's – I mean it's really jarring and not – it doesn't look good the way that the mouths work and sometimes they don't. And it happens in every single game. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely one of my like biggest frustrations about the the, the whole thing. But I don't know. I've gotten used to it at this point, so it's kind of whatever. Um, while I'm still sort of just firing questions at you at yeah, this yeah. point, uh, any favorite Keyblades from 1 and 2 that, that stand out? To be honest with you... There's only one answer. <laughs> um, I liked the, um, the the Pirates one that you get a lot. I thought it looked pretty cool, and um, and, and I enjoyed it. I don't really remember what a lot of them looked like. Um the only answers there's two answers because at Kingdom Hearts 2 you can have two keyblades and that's the best part of that game is Oblivion and Oathkeeper. I like those two. Yeah, those two are cool. Yeah. Um uh, there is a hilarious glitch in Kingdom Hearts 1 when you get Oathkeeper from Kyrie mm-hmm. where somehow you can make Sora like glitch out in the thing. I'll send you a video. I think they just showed it at Games Done Quick where Sora like if you do it just right and like roll into the cutscene or something. Sora just like flies across the screen. Like every time <laughs> the camera good. changes, he's just like <laughs> flying down, flying across, like rolling in the background. That's really good. Uh, yeah, the general the thing um, that's relevant uh, or the the thing that Kingdom Hearts Two has much more fluid gameplay than the first one, and I really enjoyed a lot of that and a lot of that i mean i like the form system a lot that was pretty cool i found the dark form thing where is frustrating and i don't think it's necessary um and it just like was irritating to deal with um they, they, they i'm going to give you some good news they fixed the the dark form in 3 like they make it it's a it's good and useful because it doesn't take xp away from you like that was the problem is that it took XP away. I also don't like being having healing options taken away. That was another thing that frustrated me right, about right, it. Right, was yeah. like not yeah. not being able to heal while in that form. Especially um, in Kingdom Hearts where the 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 cooldown time on items and and such is bad. Yeah. It's bad. Um so you I mean, need, waiting you need for heal. to heal you is real bad too. So Yeah. Uh I I didn't even mess with the So this is this is the thing. Um, that, that is relevant about the mechanics is I just kind of played it the way I was going to play it. And I played it for kind of for fun and I didn't really get into understanding the mechanics on a super deep level in terms of like blocking and stuff like that. I knew how to do reversals to deal with enemies that were frustrating. Um, but, uh, or the, you know, the rebound attacks. Um, and then I got pretty good at recognizing and doing the, the reaction commands with the triangle button. Um, but I didn't learn a lot primarily about blocking. And then you, you get to the world that never was. And like almost immediately you run into, uh, the Roxas fight. And I just 
hated that up until that point, which is the thing they added in Final Mix. That's not even a fight in mm. the base game. But up until that point, you can just kind of like skate by just by playing it. Like I used a lot of dodging and that works. And then all of a sudden you have to know how to do good blocks um, or else you you can't. I mean, he's otherwise you can't do it. The difficulty spike there was just like it felt wild. Um, and part of it was that I was under leveled for the fight uh, for sure. Like so I hadn't I kind of needed to go and grind a bit. But I found it frustrating that I, I didn't I felt like it you go from not really needing to understand the mechanics to needing to understand them very much in a very short span of time. And then I don't think the fights after that really engage you with the blocking mechanic the same way that Roxas does. That just, that, yeah. that fight just stuck out as like a sore thumb to me, I guess. Yeah. I, I think all the games are guilty of not really requiring you to engage with those mechanics and then suddenly being like, Oh, Hey, we want you to engage with these mechanics. Like, Oh, yeah. what? And I guess and like that was my issue. Like after kingdom hearts one, where I ran into that issue with the Riku fight yeah. where I was just stopped in my tracks. Then it became like, okay, well I'm going to eventually have to learn how to block in this game probably. So but and, I barely use it like throughout the normal gameplay. But then once it's ready, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I probably need to learn how to block now. And I kind of learned that with Kingdom Hearts 2, the, the Riku fight in Kingdom Hearts 1 actually didn't, wasn't that bad for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, but then the Roxas fight was, and then it helped by birth by sleep. I just like decided, yeah. well, I need to learn how to do all this stuff. Um, but but that was frustrating. Otherwise, the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 is also completely off the wall bonkers. It's, oh, man, I love it so much. It's good. It's very good. Did you did, did you ever come close to death um, in the uh, there's the point where you uh, where you get you get his health bar down, but he does his final attack where you have to use reversal on both triangle and X to, like, dodge the bullets to not yes. die. That, Did you ever come close to death at that? Yeah, because I didn't understand it at first. Like, I didn't really get how it worked. So I kept taking damage through it. Um, and then eventually, it, it, the first time you do it, like, the first time that that, 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 that like, event pops, um, I don't believe you can die because I totally messed it up. I was just hitting, like, triangle over and over again. And, and it, it was not – I was taking damage, but it was doing such little damage that it couldn't – didn't seem like it could kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I kind of figured out how to, how, how it worked. But, um, I think generally that's a thing that, uh, birth by sleep gets better about, but the kingdom hearts two is not great about, um, explaining all of the mechanics particularly well. Some of those fights, it feels like you have to do a few runs where you're learning how they work before you can actually finish them. Um, which is fine. I mean, that's not, that's a common thing in, boss battles and video games. But in some ways I didn't feel like it was because like they were, they were challenging in a unique way. It was more like they have some mechanic that you need to do to win. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't message how that works very well. Right. And and it's also harder to do it in an action game versus a turn-based game where you have time to think about what you're doing. And it's just like, Oh, I messed this up. Uh, he hit me with lasers. I'm dead now. Well, and there were things like you know, in that big when the when the when the final fight kind of like really goes wild, and there's buildings flying at you. It says it gives you the trigger of like, hey, get close to the buildings, and then use the reaction command. And so, like, I thought I was doing that, but I wasn't doing it in the right way. Mm-hmm. So I ended up literally just like flying around because, like, 
at a certain point, if you're not on the point that triggered the, the physical spot that triggers him to do the attacks at you, he stops attacking you. So there was a point where I was just kind of like in space and I hit an invisible wall and I was like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing here. (laughs) And I don't want to reboot the game because there's like a ton of shit that happens since the last save point. So, and I can't die because he won't do any more attacks at me. So I ended up flying around for like 10 minutes until I finally (laughs) found the spot that triggers him to do the attacks again. Uh, That's, that's weird. I never, I never knew that could happen. Yeah. It's Uh, strange. It's weird for me hearing you say all this. Cause like kingdom hearts two, for me, I didn't have any issues like that. Like yeah. I, like everything was very intuitive to me. Um, aside from my, I had some trouble with like the Zaldan fight in the beauty and the beast world. Like the first time I went through the game, uh, I was, just, I was stuck forever, uh, but then I eventually got past it. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought that final boss fight was like so cool. And like the moment I was like, Oh God, I got to hit the buttons really fast. Ah. Yeah. Once I figured it out, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, like for me, like I never had that, like, Oh, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Oh, I didn't do it right. Like, yeah. So it's weird for me to hear like, the, like these issues that you had, which yeah. I could totally see how someone could have them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. For- for, for 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 me it was it it was uh, very much the same sort of thing because like I said I sort of came back into the games like sort of sideways through speed running watching people who knew every exact mechanic and knew exactly how to block so by the time I had picked up the game I also just had that knowledge just from watching it six or seven times and yeah never really had that issue so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, once I got past it, I didn't have that continue on with with any of the games since then, so uh, it wasn't wasn't terrible. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely by the end of that game, I just had no. I gave up on trying to figure out what was going to happen next. Um, mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I'm still there. I still have not. I don't have any clue how things are going to wrap up. I'm going to assume that. Um, that that people that that like evil gets defeated in some way shape or form but otherwise i don't even know i don't even know what evil is can, can evil be defeated can that's you have one, fight without darkness that's one thing about the the, the story that i don't lo- i'm not i mean this is very much a personal philosophy kind of guy i don't really like the trope of you can't have light without darkness because i think like I personally think you can just be a good person <laughs> and I think yeah. that everyone on earth could just be good people yeah, and then yeah. there would be, yeah. everyone would be good and not bad. And then, yeah. and so I, but, but so far what I like is the way that the series kind of has these characters who are earnest in the, no, we don't need, like we're going to staunchly oppose this like darkness and like the bad guys are the ones saying like, well, you can't have light without darkness. It's not so much the the good guys saying that. Um, so I appreciate that. And who knows? I'm not going to like rag on the game if at the end that's one of the points. It's a trope that is so common in storytelling that I can't yeah. blame them for that approach. But, um, you know, I like it. I love the idea of a story where they come out of it saying like, no, you don't need darkness. You could do everything can just be good. Um I think that would be really neat too. Uh, but one thing that, it, that the, 
the games continue to go on and do um, is like, I think on the one hand, one point of comparison to me and one way I would describe, described it, the series is it's like if, um, if David Lynch had to do a dark tower television series, except it was all Disney stuff instead of Stephen (laughs) King novels. Uh, and then the other, the other thing though, is that it's also just like, it's super like anime star Wars to me in a lot of ways, obviously Uh, like with the addition of Disney stuff, huh? Uh, Xemnas even has lightsabers. Yeah. And as you continue (laughs) to go down the, the, like there's Keyblade masters and they pass down blades Mm -hmm. that they've forged to their apprentices. It's, there's so many star Wars types of things in it. Um, that I think it's very yeah. funny. And so that's why, like when I got to back cover and it goes back in time to when there were loads and loads and loads of keyblade, like warriors, I was like, okay, so we're in the, the KOTOR mm-hmm. part of, <laughs> of this, of this game's star Wars story. Well, I, I, I thought you were going to mention the fact that, uh, master Ericus is literally Mark Hamill. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole, they're obviously pulling from a lot of different uh, sources of inspiration. Oh, I don't, and I don't mean that in a, in a, like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's cool. I think it's, it's interesting that it continues to go down that, that route um, and kind of have its, its own. Like, yeah. spin. Star Wars isn't wholly original and it's. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, but it's, I think it's actually like as that, as that an- analogy started to take shape, I was kind of like, wait, it totally like the kingdom hearts one and two are totally like the original trilogy where there's like very few of these keyblade masters and they're like the, the, the good ones and the bad ones are clashing. And then like birth by sleep is totally like, like kind of like clone wars, sort of like the prequel trilogy era where there's more of them and there's questionable actions being taken on both sides and stuff. And then you go back to back cover and then it's all like the old Republic. It's like, there's tons of them. It's very funny. Uh, and interesting. So what I'm saying is that Kingdom Hearts three most likely will predict the end of the Skywalker saga. Uh, and the, oh no, oh no. I mean, <laughs> Xehanort is basically Sheev Palpatine, right? And like he's back in Rise of Skywalker. So like, that's that would be literally, literally that would be the worst ending that Star Wars could possibly have. Like you would you would retroactively no longer be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Damn, I hope that's not how I feel about <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts by the time we're done. No, like, I, I think it's fine for Kingdom Hearts, no, know, but if, yeah. if it was the ending for Kingdom Hearts 3 is the ending of Star Wars Episode 9, like, holy shit, we are in some trouble. <laughs> well, remember that I said that, and we'll revisit that once I've, I've played that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think we've been going almost two hours now. I think it's yeah. so I think it's a good time to wrap it up and, um, you know, we can come back and do, cause I still need to finish dream drop. Um, so I'd like to come back and talk kind of at length about birth by sleep and, um, and, and, um, at more length about, uh, dream drop and stuff in the lead up to, to three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that will be a good place to put a pin in it for now. Does yeah. anybody have any final thoughts or questions about those first, that first collection of games? Uh, I just, for, for, for me, just, uh, sort of, what do you, what do you think it is about these games specifically that made you sort of devour them so quickly in, in terms of 
Because these are not short games. These are 40 hour games that you ate up in the space of a couple weeks. I think it's got to be the being curious about the narrative really and seeing being so, because it's so what it, what it boils down to, and this isn't a thought that'll take me forever to get out, but what it boils down to is I find the games that end up being the most compelling to me are the ones that, that you can't, are the experiences you can't get anywhere else, the stories and the concepts you can't get anywhere else. So like, um, you know, uh, a few years ago it was near automata and, uh, horizon zero dawn were like the two yeah. games that were totally very powerful for me. And that's because there's nothing like those games. I mean, there are games that have similar gameplay mechanics for sure, but when you combine the mechanics and the world designs and the stories of those games, they're wholly unique experiences. Um, I would say the same. My favorite game last year was return of the Oberdin. Din. There are other adventure games out there that play with similar concepts, but there aren't any games that have, there's no game that has evoked the quite the same feeling to me as that game did. And so I think that's kind of what it is, is that kingdom hearts is so unique. There's just not anything like it. Um, I mean, you reference Metal Gear, but like it's so much better, in my opinion, like the story is so much more compelling to me than the story in Metal Gear, because like, yes, Metal Gear gets crazy, but it's also like Metal Gear gets crazy in that like there's spies and robots and nuclear missiles and stuff. And like, it's cool. I'm not saying Metal Gear is bad, but Metal Gear didn't like doesn't once you go into a story like that, knowing that shit gets wild, it's kind of like, oh, okay, so there's a B-Man. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone went, oh, uh, maybe, yeah, because Metal Gear is wild from, like, the first game. Like, certainly when like, it came out. Yes. Yeah. But, like, C- certainly yeah. when Metal Gear Solid 3 came out. Metal Gear, we go, what? <laughs> yeah, but I guess, like, when you say to me, when I heard there's 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 a boss like the B guy in Metal Gear Solid Three, I was like, oh wow, that's wild. And then when I played it, I was like, yeah, that sure is a B guy. But if you said to me, um, there's a concept of a Keyblade War in in Kingdom Hearts, and I'd go, okay, so there's a Keyblade War. Interesting. I knew that coming in, but I still am like, holy shit, the implications of this thing. Like, there's just nothing like that in a lot of other wild like super complex stories um in in games so i think that was really what has pushed me through it and also just like the style of game that it is is one that it turns out i really really like um i never got into character action games not that it's still an an action rpg but it has similar verbs to something like a devil may cry in terms of the way that you're doing the combat Um, and I never really tried to get into those games until this year. Like, right. I have also been playing devil may cry games kind of concurrently with kingdom hearts. And turns out that's just probably one of my favorite genres is the like third person character action game. It's just not a thing that I had really engaged with before. So I like the mechanics well enough. Um, and then the, the, so like that plus seeing the narrative is really appealing. Um, and I think it's also just the fact that there's so much there to chew on and devour over time across sort of different formats. So it's not just playing four 40 hour games. It's like there's like video clips to watch and, and stuff that's interspersed. And like the games have some weird like 
side mechanics in them and things like that. So, yeah, that would be my answer, I think. Primarily the narrative, but also just yeah. that it's a type of gameplay that meshes with me really well. Before you play Kingdom Hearts 3, we'll have to have you watch the Unraveled of Kingdom Hearts, the Brian David Gilbert. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, because that came out before Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, uh, yeah, the entire plot of Kingdom Hearts 3 explained. Uh, <laughs> it's for, so, uh, Kingdom Hearts, not Kingdom Hearts 3. It's so, so funny being almost on the other side of it, turning on that Waypoint Lore Reasons podcast, because like there's some of my favorite that's like Waypoint's possibly my favorite website. So to hear them go into it and like the way they started talking about it, I was just like, and here I thought that that you all had made yourselves into masters when clearly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you watch some explainer videos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the whole thing is it's Natalie's journey. Oh, Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, there it's, it's not perfect. Uh, no, no, I'm not really even trying to be too critical of them. No, it's a, it's an interesting experience. It's, it's a fun one. And I, I, you know, I, I'm happy for you that you'll get to experience that in like it. It's an, as someone who understands the stories, you'll you'll go in knowing more about Kingdom Hearts than I did because like I never played Recoded. Well, yeah, playing videos, but like it's interesting you more about it than I did. I have a very close friend, uh, one of my best friends. It's it's his favorite series, far and away. Um, to the extent that like I never made any jokes to him about it or ever made fun of it to him ever because I didn't want him. I was shielding him from the fact that the internet. <laughs> picks on those games because he just right. doesn't pay attention to gaming discourse and he was like hasn't finished dream drop um and and so like he was like yeah you're gonna have to tell me like what happens at the end of that game because i don't that really know why <laughs> yeah that, that that game could the ending of that game like the 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 last like two hours of that game could be its own two-hour podcast yeah well <laughs> we're gonna get into that more because i'll have uh, been fresh off that <laughs> I, I do i do have some like some execution issues with like there are certain characters do certain things and I think they just fumble it so hard. Sure. But I, I think like the actual, like what happens story-wise and like the implications and well, how so, they get there is like real wild. So far that game, the little bit of that I played of it tonight is um, like monster rancher mixed with kingdom hearts gameplay mixed with um, uh, fucking the, the, the skating game with the spray paint don't, and the don't the world ends with uh, uh, no I, no I, no the mechanic because with the flow motion stuff it's like what is the that that extraordinarily uh, influential yeah. game jet set jet set radio that's yeah. what I'm trying to come up with yeah <laughs> I, I, we're, we're yeah <laughs> you're, you're um, almost there Pat you're almost there yeah I'll be I'll, I'll be interested to to have you listen to our, our like spoiler yes. plot cast before. Yeah. Yeah, and well, because- I'll do that before we end up recording uh, our my like our our three person chat about Kingdom Hearts three. Whether we wait until I finish, whether we do one more episode that includes all that, or we do two more and separate. Uh, them, we don't yeah, need to do a full on spoiler because you guys already have yeah. that. Um, yeah, but for now, I think we'll call it, uh, and we'll come back. Um, we'll see if it's in a, a you know few weeks or when, but it'll be before long because i need to finish need to get this monkey off my back before i move forward <laughs> yeah uh so if you want to follow that uh, get subscribed to the podcast feed yeah do it yeah those will be exclusive to the podcast feed i don't think we're going to do these 
live because um, they're easier to just do as recordings. So, yeah. So stay tuned to that. Um, do you guys, Andre, where can people find you aside from that podcast feed? You can find me on the Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. All right. And Chris, is there anywhere you uh, want you, to plug? You can find me on Twitter at Wheels1993. All right. Where I talk about d- disability a lot and these days yell about it a lot because it's very depressing and yeah i appreciate your yelling because i learn no thank you all I, the time. I i i appreciate that you appreciate it because <laughs> boy let me tell you not a lot of people appreciate it so well i would say that everyone should follow you because you'll learn something yeah, <laughs> and you. um you can find me at, on twitter at jester pc which links out to everything uh and i think that's gonna do it for this episode of our kingdom hearts retrospective thanks so much for joining me guys So long. Goodbye. Goodbye.